0: 6 o'clock in the morning. I just woke up and it is election day. It's going to be interesting to see what happens tonight. I'm thinking Democrats are going to take back the House. Republicans are going to get, keep the Senate. That's a pretty wide prediction. But right now my prediction is Democrats get 55 seats in the House. Republicans gain two seats in the Senate. And Democrats gain two seats in the Senate. And Republicans, right now they have... 51 a fifty one to 49 margin, my guess, is come January 3rd, 2019, they'll have the same number. They'll have uh, 51 uh, Republican seats in the Senate and 49 Democratic seats in the Senate. I think the two pickups Republicans will have will be in North Dakota. I've talked about that. And then I think, again, in Florida, I just have a gut feeling about that. I think Rick Scott's on a better campaign. Uh, this year than Mild Nelson usually has. I think he got a boost out of the, after the hurricane, and I think he has an advantage amongst Puerto Ricans, um, in the state, which is a big demographic. Uh, and then Kevin Cramer, we've just been seeing seeing Kevin Cramer lead Heidi Heitkamp in the polls for a while, and then I think uh, even though Dean Heller is doing okay in the polls in Nevada, I think that he is gonna. Uh, still, I still think that Jackie Rosen is gonna win this one on Election Day, maybe by like a point or so. It's gonna be like in North Dakota in uh, in twenty fourteen, and then finally uh, in two thousand or uh, er, sorry in uh, Arizona. I think that one's also gonna be a pickup for the Democrats uh, for Kirsten Cinema. So I think that, that's going to be interesting in terms of the governor's race here. Nobody expects it to be competitive, but I had to vote for a libertarian, Larry Sharp, and I cannot wait to do that, but I'll be doing that a little later uh, as of the time I'm recording this. Uh, polls just opened 10 minutes ago um, in my state, but I will be... Uh, I have a few things to do today. Uh, I'll keep you guys updated, but then I will... Go to the polls, and I will vote for Libertarian Larry Sharp for Governor of New York, and I can't wait to do so.
1: All right, guys. So I just uploaded uh, uh, the Politics Weekly Election Day Special. Uh, I'm gonna go get something to eat. I'm gonna head head home. I'm gonna vote. It's gonna be fun to see what the results are tomorrow, but. Yeah, after this, I'm going to head home and I'm going to vote. Okay, guys. I just got back from voting. I just finished voting myself. Now it's time to sit back and wait for the results to come in. Wait to see what the country decides. Okay, so the first polls just closed in uh, in Indiana. Uh, And right now, uh, again, you got to remember, this uh, one percent of precincts as of the time I'm recording this are in. So it's really not. It's really way (laughs) too close to uh, to say right now. Again, it really is way too close to talk about right now. But uh it you know it does show back and forth i think at one point mike braun the republican was winning at one point joe donnelly the democrat was winning um and then also it looks like the amy McGrath again that is a crucial seat republicans must get it uh about one percent of the precincts in uh andy uh andy barr does have a sizable lead uh, but again, this is only 1% So so don't, don't even consider that But I just wanted to record this right now To let you know that the polls have closed In some major races uh, At 7 o'clock we'll get some more results I'm going to be interested to see Most people, you know, we've said on our show We expect Joe Manchin will win um, But um, will Joe Manchin Will he... Um, Uh, Will will it be announced for him immediately, or will we have to wait a little while? Alright, it's almost 7 o'clock. They just called a uh, a district, they just called the first uh, House race tonight. Um, uh, It's now being projected that Hal Rogers uh, has won re-election to the U.S. House of Representatives, House of Representatives, in the 5th Congressional District. Uh, this was not a surprise, though, uh, because, again, this was a safe Republican district. So, not much of a surprise, but still, it's the first House district called. So, still still significant to talk about. Alright, so, we now, seven. it's 7pm, 7 uh, right now, Fox News... Is projecting that uh, right now uh, Bernie Sanders surprise surprise has defeated his Republican challenger Lauren Zupin and in, uh, in Vermont uh, and then also uh, it's now being projected that in and uh, uh, what was it uh, sorry uh, South South Carolina Henry McMaster. Some people thought he might it might be a close race, but Henry McMaster will easily defeat James Smith. Um, so that that's been called for the Republicans. Um, and then also it's uh, being projected as of this moment that uh, right now uh, Tim Kaine has won in Virginia. It's now looking to be a landslide for Tim Kaine. I mean, imagine. Imagine that I mean because this used to be a blues this used to be a purple state it's becoming a lot less purple right now uh, very very interesting but uh, it's now a landslide win for him so right now uh, that's what's being projected um, nothing big right now but that's what's been projected all right it is seven thirty uh, and right now it looks like um uh, there are no new projections. They're saying it's too early to call in West Virginia, they're saying it's too early to call in the governor's race in Ohio. They are saying right now that, uh, in the Senate race, uh, surprise, surprise, uh, Jim Renassi is ahead again. We think we right now we were at Politics Weekly, we were predicting. That he, uh, that uh, Sherrod Brown defeats Renassi, the Republican. Brown is the incumbent. Most of us here are predicting uh, that uh, Brown will win by a landslide, but we'll just have to see. Um, so we're going to have to take a good, hard look at that. But that's going to be really interesting, but I just wanted to let you guys in.
2: opportunities for Democrats to pick up, one opportunity for Republican to pick up. Again, that is normally a safe Democratic district there, and the vote counts early. We'll keep an eye on it. We'll see if there's a surprise happening in the state of Georgia tonight. But one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight Democrats. The goal is to get to 23. Uh, this one is blue at the moment, so I'm going to pop back in and check on this, because the last time we checked, this one had gotten red. This is Amy McGrath versus the Republican incumbent, Andy Barr. Kentucky, 6th Congressional District. You see Lexington? Whoa. That's the major area, population area, more rural and conservative out here. Some suburbs here, Amy McGrath, now pulled ahead by 8,000 votes. You start getting into a House race, up to 33%. Again, far from over, we're still counting. But take a the big picture of the House different. districts. Is, uh, all of a sudden, it's
3: looked up uh, at 11, 11 uh, leading the vote, 11 Democrats are leading in
2: Republican-held districts. 11 leading the vote in Republican-held districts. So you start looking here, this is the full map. Then you start thinking, where are the pickups? So you come in here and take a look at your pickup opportunities. And again, for Democrats, east of the Mississippi they believe the night is more, still, like more than enough seats. Targets of
1: opportunity. Yeah, the night is still young, but it is looking very good so let's for Democrats. It.
2: Let's start. We just showed you Kentucky 6. If the Democrats are a great are winning here, Donald Trump in the campaign for president carried this district by 15 plus points. If the Democrats are winning here at the end of the night. They're leading right now. If they're winning here, that tells you uh, there's a strong Democratic vote tonight. So let's come up here now into the state of Virginia. This is Virginia 10,
1: Barbara Comstock. This is a. And this is just in. They just announced the first Democratic pickup in the House. Jennifer Wexton, uh, the uh, Democrat, uh, has defeated Barbara Comstock in the 10th. congressional district in virginia this was in uh deep in northern virginia you gotta remember hillary clinton uh won uh this district over donald trump by nine points very solid margin so democrats had their sights set on this one for a while not a shock to see uh jennifer wexton winning here but now it means that uh the democrats have picked up one seat in the house they now need just 22 more to take control of the u.s house of representatives
3: Huge moment right now because so many states are about to close and we're getting results our projection all right six wins for the democrats We can project that Elizabeth Warren, the incumbent Democrat, she will be reelected to the United States Senate for another six years. Sherrod Brown in Ohio, reelected the incumbent Democrat. In Connecticut, Chris Murphy, the incumbent Democrat, reelected. In Maryland, Ben Cardin, the incumbent Democrat, reelected. In Delaware. Tom Carper, the Democrat incumbent, uh, re-elected, and Sheldon Whitehouse in Rhode Island, re-elected. Too early to call in three states. Let's take a look at those. Too early to call in Florida still. Bill Nelson and Rick Scott, they're in a tight match. Match up right there in Missouri. Claire McCaskill, Josh Hawley, polls just closed there. Too early to call in Missouri. Similarly in Tennessee, Phil Bredesen, the former governor, uh, Representative Marsha Blackburn, too early to call too early to call in those three states.
1: So you just heard all that. Um, and on top of that, uh, it's also being projected that apparently Bob Casey has won. Uh, not too much of a surprise, this was a state President Trump won. Uh, but not you know, it was it was pretty Most polling suggested that Lou Barletta, the Republican, didn't have a chance. Uh, Not great for the president since Lou Barletta was a big fan of the president, but it's also not much of a surprise to see that uh, right now... Uh, he is winning. Uh, it's also being projected right now that the Democrats will have their first pickup in the governor's race. Uh, Bruce Rauner uh, has been unseated by uh, J.B. Pritzker, the Democrat. And this could this could kick off a bloodbath night for uh, Democrats in, or for Republicans in the governor's race. Again, it could be a bloodbath for them. Right now, it is not. Looking great for them. The, is the Tennessee governor's race has now been called. It has been called for the Republican, uh, Bill Lee. Uh, this, um, this was, you know, the polls were favoring Lee later on. A lot of people thought for a while this could be a contentious race, uh, but this was called for Lee. This is a good. The fact that it's being called this early on is good news for Republicans, make no mistake. uh, But still, watch that race heavily. Alright, so um, right now, um, the results for the governor's race came out in uh, three different states. In Tennessee, Bill Lee will be the next governor of Tennessee. Um, Now, I actually thought it would be closer than that, but still. Uh, Gina Raimondo. Uh, has uh, one reelection in Rhode Island. Uh, and right now ASA Hutchinson has one reelection in Arkansas, which is not much of a surprise, but right now it's uh, past 8:30 p.m uh, on the East Coast.
3: All right, CNN projects that Bob Casey, the incumbent Democratic Senator in Pennsylvania, will be reelected uh, for another six years, similarly in Minnesota. Amy Klobuchar, re-elected for another six years. Amy Klobuchar wins in Minnesota. In New York State, Kirsten Gillibrand, she gets re-elected. She's the incumbent Democrat. Similarly, in New Mexico, Martin Heinrich, uh, he will be re-elected in uh, New Mexico for another six years. Too early to call in some uh, states right now. In Texas, still too early to call between Beto O'Rourke and Ted Cruz. In Arizona, too early to call between... And All right. So,
1: to give you guys an update, uh, you know, it's about 9 p.m. right now. Uh, you look at the uh, uh, a lot of the governors' races right now. Um, uh, I think uh, right now, Gary Johnson just went down. R.I.P. Gary Johnson, uh, but uh, on top of that, aside from that, uh, right now everybody's looking at the Florida race, 96% of the vote is in, uh, it's essentially going how I expected, Rick Scott is winning by about a point, just about the, the margin I project predicted, but Knight is still young, it's not... Completely over for Bill Nelson. Yeah, Bill Nelson still has the potential to make a comeback. Uh, if he in the Miami uh, Bay areas, if he manages to win there, or if he manages to kind of up the vote there, he can uh, he can uh, maybe do it. But right now, uh, also interestingly, in Texas, right now, uh, only a couple thousand votes separate uh, Ted Cruz. And Beto O'Rourke. But right now, Beto is in the lead. Uh, imagine if Beto were to actually pull this off. This would shock the political world because we all thought, we all knew Texas was uh, going uh, blue, but we didn't, or we knew that demographics were changing there at the very least. We didn't know it was going blue so fast. Um, but uh, definitely very interesting. So uh, I'll keep you guys updated. Uh, as the night goes on. All right, guys. So we just have huge projections. So remember how Democrats... Remember how we talked about, I think when I had Rashawn on, we said uh, that um, uh, that uh, if Democrats wanted to win the Senate, uh, one thing they'd really have to do is they either have to keep all their seats, pick up two, or... Win in, uh, or win in, uh, what, whatchamacallit, um, uh, or either win in, uh, or pick, or either lose North Dakota and pick up Tennessee or Texas, and or Texas, and or Texas more likely or, um,
2: even if the Republicans got
1: right now, North Dakota has not been called. Ms. MSNBC is now projecting. Republicans have won in Tennessee. They have projected. The Republicans have picked up their first Senate seat in Indiana. Mike Braun is being projected the winner by MSNBC in uh in Indiana Mississippi. that's huge I didn't pre- I, I if you listen to any of my podcasts I did not predict that so right now that makes that throws a wedge in their curve yeah, that kind of throws a wedge in their curve uh right now beto is leading in Texas it would be shocking um if that ended up uh, not um that would be shocking if uh that went to beto but it's not. It's not impossible that that could go to right? Beto, but uh, you, you never know. Um, but right now, <clears throat> it's not. It's not impossible that it could go to Beto, but right now their 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 lead is shrinking in Texas, and they're saying that the rural areas of Texas might just bail Ted Cruz out. But the fact that you know Tennessee is gone, um, and. Indiana's gone. According to MSNBC, this is just according to MSNBC. Remember, these are two Republican victories. This isn't Fox News projecting this. This is MSNBC. Uh, And right now, uh, 1% of the vote is in. It's too early to call. Um, Right now, uh, it looks like... Kevin Kramer is leading but it 's only by one percent uh, we do I think it is pretty much expected right now it's expected it 's not guaranteed but it is expected that he will win that so that could mean that Republicans could have two pickups uh, in that uh, in the Senate tonight uh, if according to the projections but very interested i 'll keep you posted it 's about 9 twelve right now huge news
2: 6,500 vote gap will take into that county in one of these key districts we the
0: turn
1: Also, one more thing I wanted to talk about uh, Larry Hogan just got re-elected in Maryland uh, Again, this makes him the first Republican governor in 60 years to win re-election. We, not too much of a shock, but still and now republicans only need five seats to take back the senate and i don't believe if i'm mis- if i'm not mistaken i don't believe the the safe red states or some of the safe red states like utah wyoming or nebraska have been called yet so already this may it makes it a little bit harder for democrats not impossible but a little bit harder Right now, now, it was also just projected that Bob Menendez, Bob Menendez, the embattled New Jersey senator, has won re-election in New Jersey. Uh, This isn't too much of a shock. Again, I I kind of predicted that the political gravity would favor uh, Bob Menendez um, no matter what. But regardless, it's still very, very, very interesting. Um, but uh, but with this, uh, it looks like Republicans are definitely doing better in the Senate. Uh, Democrats right now, they are leading in a lot of Republican districts in the House. So getting very interesting, uh, going to be very interesting to see what Congress looks like come January 2019. And also, it's just been projected that Joe Manchin, it's being projected by MSNBC that Joe Manchin has won the West Virginia Senate race. So I guess it's just an implication that not all the Senate races are going to flip red tonight. Again, not all of them are, um, uh, because right now we are looking at the map, and it is looking like uh, uh, Joe Manchin has won there. Okay, guys, this is huge. Uh, This is a, we talked about an upswing for Republicans. This is an upswing for Democrats. Richard Ojeda has won the race for West Virginia's 3rd District. That is ginormous. It is being projected that he has won that race. That is ginormous. Uh, you gotta remember, uh, the Evan Jenkins, the Republican who held the seat before he resigned recently, it was an open seat, um, to be, to join the, to become an associate justice on the West Virginia Supreme Court. But before that, in 2016, he won this, he won re-election here by 42 percentage points. You wanna know how much Donald Trump won this district by? Not 21 points, not 36 points. Not even 43 points. He won this district by 50. 50 percentage points. And yet the Democrat who campaigned on a progressive agenda has taken him down. He's schlocked Carol Miner. And Carol Miner ran a terrible campaign, but... Oh! And it's now being projected Democrats will take control of the United States House of Representatives. That is huge. Uh, this is just in. It looks like Andy Barr uh, has uh, he has taken down Amy McGrath in a tough race. This essentially. Uh, I mean, this blocks the blue wave. Now, Fox News is projecting Democrats will take back the House. I'm not seeing anybody else say they'll take back the House. But it is looking like perhaps even if they take back the House, uh, it could be a narrow majority for them. I predicted it could be a really, really big majority, but uh, not looking to be the case right now. Uh, but again, Richard Ojeda winning is a good sign for Democrats. Stay tuned. It's amazing you said
3: that. My wife used to say that all the time. Yeah, Democrats are closer to retaking the House. All right, we got a projection right now in the U.S. Senate. Mitt Romney, uh, he will be the next United States senator from the state of Utah. He beats Jenny Wilson. Mitt Romney, the former Republican presidential nominee, the former governor of massachusetts he will be the next u.s senator from utah in nevada too early to call right now a very competitive race between uh, jackie rose and the democrat dean heller the incumbent republican too early to call there in montana similarly too early to call the incumbent democrat john tester facing a very stiff challenge from the republican matt rosendale uh too early to call in montana let's take a look at the balance of power
1: and this is just in kansas's next governor will be a Democrat. Laura Kelly in deep red Kansas will be the next governor of the state. Not too shocking since she was gaining momentum, but yeah. Right now it is being projected by Fox News and CBS that... Republicans will retain their majority in the United States Senate uh, according to some sources Ted Cruz has won the Senate race He has taken down according to sources. He has taken down his challenger Beto O'Rourke very fascinating Ted Cruz has officially won the Senate race in Texas, which means Republicans, come this January, will be in the majority in the United States Senate. Fascinating. And now it is looking like Democrats, apparently the networks are projecting the House for the Democrats. So the House will go to the Democrats, it will flip for the Democrats, the Senate will, will uh, stay in Republican hands. Fascinating. And this is just in, Andrew Gillum has lost the governor's race in Florida. Huge, huge news. Wow. This night is just wow. Alright, it's about 12pm on the East Coast here. Uh, and uh, we are about to talk about some of the uh, results that have come out tonight during the midterms. So I am here tonight with my father, Jeff Cleary. Uh, he is the Director of Government Affairs for uh, Kathy Marchione, State Senator in New York. Uh, and he worked on the Bush Recount, and he's also, he's also worked for uh, George Pataki, who is the most recent Republican governor of New York from 2000, uh, no, from 19, uh, excuse me, from 1995 to 2006. Um, uh, uh, Dad, thank you for joining me again. Golan, I'm, I'm, I'm proud to be here, my second appearance, and I look for the jacket <laughs> after
4: the fifth appearance.
1: Yes, so, first of all, let's start off with the, the biggest question that, that, that I think is on everybody's minds. Is this a blue wave? Did this turn out to be a blue wave? It's not, it's not at all a blue wave. Yes, we're going to lose the
4: House. We're going to gain a couple of seats in the United States Senate. Uh, I think that red states are doing very well. New York is a blue state. New York, we're going to lose the state Senate. It looks like we're going to lose it handily. Uh, so I think that in blue states... They're doing very well. Red states are doing very well. A split in the federal uh in the federal uh, Congress. Mm. And uh and by by no stretch of the imagination, I mean I mean, this is not uh this is not nineteen ninety four where Bill Clinton suffered huge setbacks, and this is not two thousand and ten where Barack Obama suffered the biggest uh, set 63 back. seats. That's yeah. how many he lost. Yeah, in the and, and, House that, of and and that that is just not happening. Yes, yes, you have to give the Democrats credit; they've taken back the House of Representatives. And just a, a little editorial comment: they're going to overplay their hands, and it's going to damage them. They're going to try to impeach the president. The Senate is never going to convict the president of impeachment. Right.
1: Uh, so,
4: so it's not a blue wave. Uh, What did you call it a few minutes ago? I think I
1: called it a blue drizzle
4: A blue drizzle, I think that's very accurate A blue, You know, a little bit of a higher tide than usual But this is
1: certainly not a blue wave And I think it just came in on the TV That uh, the head of the NRCC has been taken down by a Democrat And that was a really Republican district Again, I think they were talking about it this morning on Morning Joe And Joe Scarborough was shocked because he was, cuz he he was like when I was in the house that was always a safe red district most people predicted in almost any other year uh that that seat would be safe for the republicans but democrats took advantage of the suburban areas uh this year and they they really took advantage of that uh i do you think uh um, do you think that uh the suburban areas helped the Democrats this year in the House because they were really counting on that. This I, year. I
4: I I do I do think that I think I think the Suburbans were were really a, a major player in 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 a, a lot of the results here and the, and by the way it's 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 just after midnight and and the polls have just closed in Alaska uh, midnight here in the East Coast the polls have just closed in Alaska but yes I do think that the Suburbans probably were the most
1: most important voting, voting block in this, in this election. Right. And I want to talk real quick. They just uh, showed the margins uh, for Diane Feinstein, who got reelected. Of course, she had no uh, Republican challenger due to the fact that in California they have a top-two sure. go-getter system. Republicans managed to get into uh, the governor's race. I, I, I actually don't know if the governor's race Has been called yet I think it they, they didn't call it immediately But um, But uh, In the senate race they didn't manage to uh, To get in um, Okay um, They didn't manage to get in um, In the senate race uh, But it's looking like the margins Are surprisingly close And that you you could argue perhaps that was because uh the democrats um you could argue that uh perhaps that was because the California Democratic Party endorsed Kevin de Leon her progressive challenger over her but at the same time uh most of the polling showed her ahead by big margins sure. uh and on a ele- and on primary day when they when they had the top two vote getters she won by a huge margin. She won by a huge margin. Why is it so close on election day? Do you think? I,
4: I you know, it, it is. It is a bit of a surprise, but uh, you know, I mean,
1: to to the extent that, that that the Democrats have a have momentum, there you go. Yeah. You know. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the Senate races right now. The U.S. Senate or the. Well why don't we talk about the. US. Senate and then sure. we'll talk about the state Senate because I know that's your specialty okay. and you and you've been that's fine. Let's you really want to talk about that. I'm looking forward to talking about the US Senate. let's do that. So uh, we thought you know it would be a, a miracle if Republicans could get a net gain of one seat um, in the. US Senate. Mm-hmm. Um, most people predicted they'd probably win. But uh, some people thought it would be a 50-50 tie and that Mike Pence would have to break the tie. I think we predicted on our show that it was going to be the same margin. It was going to be 51-49. It's looking like they're going to get more than that. Uh, For starters, uh, uh, Joe Joe Donnelly uh, was taken down early in the night by Mike Braun in Indiana. Um, Right now it's looking like Claire McCaskill will go down to uh, Josh Hawley. Same thing with... Bill Nelson uh, going down to Rick Scott in Florida. Right now they have 52 seats. Uh, Mississippi is going to be a runoff. It's going to go into runoff territory. Most people expect that uh, that will eventually uh, go to a Republican, um, uh, to the Republican Cindy Hyde-Smith, who is the incumbent, uh, which would up the Republican's majority to fifty three seats now we still don 't know uh, what the results are going to be in Nevada or Arizona right now, as we know, Democrats have been targeting those states all year they 've viewed those two seats as their essentially their two best uh, chances to gain a majority in the u s Senate uh, uh, Nevada uh, went to um, Nevada went to Hillary Clinton. It didn't go to Donald Trump. Arizona almost went to Hillary Clinton. So we don't know what those are going to be, but it is looking right now like uh, like Republicans will get at least 53 seats in the Senate, um, which is a lot better if you're Mitch McConnell to have 53 seats in the Senate than it is to have 51 seats. What were your thoughts, well, and well, what happened?
4: Well, well a couple of questions. First of all— th- you're you're a little bit more on top of things. What what happened in Nevada?
1: So right now, Nevada, Dean Heller is the Republican incumbent, um, and um, he is uh, he is in a state Hillary Clinton won. It's the only race this year with a Republican incumbent. We have ten, there there were ten races this year uh, with uh, with Republican with Democratic incumbents in states Trump won. Nevada is the only race this year with a Republican incumbent in a state that Hillary Clinton won. What are the, current, what are the
4: current numbers? It,
1: it, it's almost it's virtually tied. I haven't looked at it recently, so I don't know if who's ahead or not. Well,
4: well, well, were, you, were, were you surprised
1: by Mississippi? Was I no I, Mississippi? I think uh, was pretty much what I expected it would be. I expected because Chris McDaniel. Uh, uh, was in the race. He was going to split the vote because there were two Republicans in the race. There were four Democrats. Or, no, I think there were more Republicans, but there were two really major Republicans and one really major Democrat Mike Espy, the former uh, U.S. Congressman and U.S. Secretary of uh, Health and Human Services. And then also there was Cindy Hyde Smith, who was appointed to Dad Cochran's seat and whatnot, and then there was Chris McDaniel. But um, because there were those major candidates, I think it was pretty clear that it was going to become a runoff.
4: Well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, every poll for the last
1: two weeks has have have listed it as a very safe Republican seat. Well, I think, here's what I think. I think the reason for that is because nobody expects a Democrat to win in a runoff, Right. In Mississippi because again, the runoff is essentially like a sideshow. Uh as of
4: October as of October twenty eighth.
1: Um is it Wiker? Oh no no no, that's not you're thinking of uh uh right special. Mississippi oh, I special. See.
4: I see, yeah, okay. Like
1: and right. that right. that you see lean red, Mike, likely Mike, red, yeah, yes. Yep.
4: Mike, so
1: Mike. Ro- Roger Wicker was a popular incumbent, nobody expected him to lose. Um I won- But uh, if you look at Indiana and you look at uh, Missouri and you look at Florida, um, right now it is looking like Tester is doing pretty well in Montana, Um, and obviously Manchin voted yes on Kavanaugh, but aside from that, all of them voted no on Kavanaugh. Do you think that that had repercussions? I, I I
4: absolutely think that had repercussions. And 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 I think it'll continue to have repercussions, cont- considering what's happened in the last several days, where where you know accusers have admitted to falsely accusing Kavanaugh, and it was a hatchet job, and it was just a disgusting thing that they did to a great man. And I think I think that that, that those political implications will carry
1: on for years to come. Yeah. Um, and then. Uh Oh, in North Dakota, too. I forgot about that.
4: That's a a big, big one right there, North Dakota.
1: Yeah, well, and that makes Kevin Kramer the first Republican since 1960 to hold that Senate seat in North Dakota.
4: That's that's amazing to me,
1: considering how conservative... Yeah, hasn't gone for a Democrat in a presidential race since the Lyndon Johnson uh, era.
4: it's, it's, It's an interesting state, but, you know, I mean, again, that's a different kind of Democrat.
1: Yeah, uh, it's not. It's it, it.
4: They're old blue dogs, and the blue dogs aren't are getting fewer and fewer today.
1: Yeah. Well, for a while, both uh, senators in North Dakota were Democrats. That, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but that, so they, they, I think they've lost ground there, and that means that this is the first time in fifty years in North Dakota that there are zero Democratic statewide elected officials in the state of North Dakota. Yeah, yeah, because she yeah. was the last one. Um, uh, but yeah, so definitely interesting. Um, uh, how do you think the uh, the Dean Heller race? How do you do you think Republicans are going to hold on to uh, Arizona and Nevada tonight? Well, I, I think Arizona is, is
4: ridiculously close. Yes. Um, and I I, I suspect we'll probably lose
1: Nevada. Yeah. Uh,
4: but uh, and we may well. You know, I mean, look. The Southwest used to be very, very conservative and, and very trustworthy, mm-hmm. um,
1: but uh, it's, 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 it's really hard to say. Right. And then Tennessee, too. They also held Tennessee, and they, that, that was pretty early on. Yeah, that was a quick win. That was a quick win. And that was one that was crucial if they wanted to keep their Republican majority. And then in Texas, I think we probably couldn't go without talking about Beto O'Rourke, Losing well, again. Beto O'Rourke was winning for a lot of the night. My my
4: understanding my is he he raised 110 million dollars, which is just an absurd amount of money for a, a U.S. Senate race. Mm-hmm. Um And and uh you know, I just think I I just I'm, I'm I'm I've I've never, as you know very well, you've heard me scream and yell at uh, Ted Cruz, but I'm, I'm 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 happy to see him uh with a victory. Uh, as opposed to this uh, socialist communist.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and he was leading most of the night. I think while 50 or so percent of precincts were in, he was leading. Beto O'Rourke was leading. But then eventually, um, uh, 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 I think political gravity came in. I think uh, the rural areas really kicked in because they were saying Ted Cruz essentially had to, it, it had to be like Beto O'Rourke would would have to get like less than ten percent in the in most of the rural really conservative areas in order to win, and he did. Beto O'Rourke performed horribly there, and they said he didn't have a, a political strat like they didn't he didn't have a political strategist who was there to tell him how to operate in a ruby red state like. Texas, And they say that might have hurt him because it meant he, he did have momentum. He definitely had momentum on his side, and he could have used that momentum to ride a wave to victory, but because he didn't have a political consultant that could kind of tell him how to operate in a state like Texas, which is typically Republican, that really hurt his chances. Sure. Um, but anyways, um, and that's good news for Ted Cruz because that means his political aspirations will now last past twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: He certainly will. And who knows? Now, the,
1: now I guess a, 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 an abstract question is: Does he tra- challenge Trump? And to- well, I think they're they're they're. They're good now. I think they're BF because it's like they're Trump's BFFs now. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Trump was the one who said he's not lying, Ted anymore. He's beautiful, Ted. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyways, unless there's anything else you want to add about the Senate races, we can move on to the New York Senate races.
4: Well, let, let's move on, and then maybe maybe we can if we circle back,
1: re- revisit them as as we're sitting here and we're watching several news networks and right, what's going on? Right, and I know you're um, eager to talk about this, so. Uh, Give us an update on the Senate.
4: Well, you know, uh, the Senate is gone, and the New York State Senate is gone um, uh, to the Democrats, and and that's unsettling to me, who witnessed the last time in 2010 that the the uh, Democrats took over the Senate, and and they were such a disaster that the Republicans immediately won it back, but lots of factors have played into this the the independent democratic conference who who stood there was eight members who stood with the republicans and and also senator simka felder from brooklyn also a democrat who caucuses with republicans to keep to keep the majority um it's 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 gone it's completely gone um and now new york state is completely controlled by the the uh residents of the asylum um, and uh, and and we'll see um I don't have numbers on on all the races but I did uh, make some notes um, uh, the IDC uh, 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 Senator uh, Alejandro lost the Democratic primary to Robert Jackson uh, um, and uh, uh, Melinda Crump is the the is in a fight um uh with with Robert Jackson, the Democrat, and I, I suspect Jackson will pull it off. The interesting one, Jeff Klein, the, the leader of the IDC, uh lost his primary uh and I'm and I'm trying to get an update. I, I suspect he has a shot. Um but uh, uh of course the Republican has no shot in that. Um the um uh incumbent in the 30, 38th Senate District, incumbent and uh, uh, Democrat uh, David Carlucci uh, is in a competitive race with the former Rockland County Executive and former Lieutenant Governor Kennedy uh, Scott Vanderhoff. Who knows how that's going to turn out? Rockland County is, has been leaning blue for years, but Carlucci has had his scandals. Right. Right. Um, the 39th, uh, which has been led forever um, by uh, uh, Colonel Jim Larkin, a, a decorated World War Two veteran uh, who is retiring, um, uh, the, that race pitted Tom Basile, uh, who used to be the executive director of the New York State Republican Party, versus James Scophis, Um and I understand that... Uh, uh, Mr. Basile has lost that race that is a flip, that is a turnover to the Democrats in the state Senate. In the 41st um, popular Sue Sereno, a wonderful woman who is a a dear friend of mine um, has a challenge from Democrat uh, Karen Smythe I don't have any numbers on that yet Um, in the uh, 43rd uh, district where Daphne Jordan who is running to replace my Employer, my boss, uh, New York State Senator Kathy Marchione, appears to be on her way to a, a, a marginal uh, victory, and I congratulate uh, my my colleague there. Uh, returning to the uh, uh, retiring senator uh, and Deputy Majority Leader John D. Francisco, will either be replaced by Democrat John McInernan or the 2014 Controller candidate. Uh, Representative Bob Antonacci, I can report that Bob Antonacci, who is a wonderful, wonderful guy, is going to. Uh, is he a Democrat? He's a Rep- Bob Antonacci is a
1: Republican, uh, and he is going to take Senator D. Francisco's seat. Well, and that's good because I remember when, when D. Fran was still in the gubernatorial race, and he said he wasn't going to run for that seat. You expressed a little bit of uncertainty about the the idea of Republicans holding I, that I, seat. I,
4: I, I, I did indeed. Uh, the last of the IDC races puts Rachel May, a Democrat against Republican, Janet Burl, um, and the incumbent David Valesky, uh, who was a member of the IDC. It appears to me at this hour, and it could change, that David Valesky, as an independent, will uh, retain his seat in the state Senate, and my guess is, is that he will now caucus with the Republicans. Mm. Um, a few, A few other notes... Uh, from Downstate in uh, uh, District 11, former New York City Controller John Liu has won against Republican Vicky uh, Palladino, and uh, and uh, and that is a, a former IDC seat um, uh, held by a, a great New York Mets fan, Tony Avella. And uh, and I'm sorry to see that that race go that way.
1: Was it um, held by a Republican? It, no, he was a Democrat a member of the IDC. Uh, independent Democrat. Did do you believe the Republicans had any chance there? Was no, they, that they demographically... did. It was, it was it
4: was it was a Democrat seat. Yeah, but so the IDC Tony Avella, um, and did I mention great Mets fan, um, uh, was the incumbent and and has has
1: lost to uh, John Liu uh, in the 13th Senate District. Uh, and we have numbers on about the Daphne Jordan race. It looks like she is holding on it, by six looks, points. Yeah,
4: it looks like she's she's going to win. Uh, thanks for that great update. Uh, I it, you, again, again, the, the New York State Senate appears to have been lost to the Democrats primarily because of the unstableness of the the Independent Democratic Caucus uh, in the thirteenth uh, district. Uh, Jose Peralta, it, it appears, um, uh, it look is going down to uh, his challenger, uh, and and sadly, and most shockingly of all, one of the great Irish Americans of all time, let alone Republicans, uh, Marty Golden, in Brooklyn, uh, appears to have lost his seat, and, and that, now Diane Savino in the in the 23rd Senate District, and this is the last Senate District we're going to talk about. New York State Senate District about. Diane Savino, uh, girlfriend to um, to the IDC former IDC leader, uh, she was the only IDC member to win uh, her primary, uh, and she represents part of Staten Island, and it looks like she will retain her seat with an
1: overwhelming majority.
4: So that's the update on the New York State Senate.
1: Uh, Now, let's circle back to the U.S. House real quick, because there are a few uh, races uh, I want to talk about, which were really, really interesting. Uh, Now, I haven't looked at the race for Paul Ryan's seat yet. I don't know if that – I know that was considered competitive, um, uh, but I know the Republican was slightly favored there at least, and uh, most definitely um, there are multiple – uh when you look at this uh he the person running to replace him was a progressive democrat and it's Now
4: what what, what, what do you know the district?
1: I don't. It could be the 9th. Okay. Um but it's in Wisconsin obviously. Sure, of course. But um in terms there were some places where democrats wanted to make gains. They but may have reached a little too high. what about Paul Ryan's seat that's the 1st. Oh, the 1st, yes. Um there were a few places where they thought they could win, few really Republican areas they thought they could win that they may have reached a little too high on. There was uh, Kentucky, the 6th district in Kentucky, Amy McGrath uh, was running against Andy Barr. Andy Barr won by 20-plus points in uh, a, a complete landslide two years ago. Donald Trump won this district by 16 points. This was Republican country, uh, but Amy. Do we, do we know what happened there? We do. Uh, Amy McGrath, the Democrat, lost. Um, so Andy Barr. Andy Barr has hold, held on. Okay, great. Um, but uh, so that that was that was a victory for Republicans. That was one place Democrats may have reached a little too high. Another place was in West Virginia's third congressional district. That was always a big Democrats always had a big leap of faith there, but they they did a really good job with the recruitment process. Um, Essentially, what they did was they got this guy named Richard Ojeda. Richard Ojeda was this Democrat, uh, and I think I talked with you about him. He was the guy who got hit over the head with a large object. So he was running as a progressive Democrat. Here's the thing. The district he was running in was a district that... um, uh, that uh, um, The district he was running in Was a district that uh, his, his Republican Predecessor Or the Republican predecessor uh, Evan Jenkins he won, In 2016 he won that seat by 42 points uh, Donald Trump didn't win the seat By 21 points He didn't Huh? Oh sorry. Uh he didn't win the seat by 36 points. He didn't even win it by 44 points. Donald Trump won the seat by 50 points. That was how big a win Donald Trump won that by. And uh the uh the fact that uh it was even close uh really was stunning, but um Uh, Ultimately, uh, Democrats thought they had a chance there because, again, Richard Ojeda ran a progressive campaign, and you think, oh, well, that's a Republican district. You can't win there. Richard Ojeda said not so fast. I'm going to try and focus on uh, fiscal issues uh, and kind of shy away from social issues because – Part of the reason Democrats like Manchin have had so much luck there is because statistics show people in West Virginia tend to side with Republicans on social issues, but they disagree with them on fiscal issues. But ultimately, political gravity kicked in, and Carol Miller, the Republican, won. Sorry, what were we going to say?
4: Well, let me ask you this. Do you think it's time for Joe Manchin to become a
1: Republican? Um, Probably not. I think it's probably best for his political career that he stays Democratic. And I think, and Joe Manchin, that was another guy who won big tonight.
2: Big,
4: big win for Joe Manchin. Big, indeed. And 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 I think, and I think that is partially attributed to his strong support for Justice Kavanaugh when we saw the fraud uh, that was attempted to destroy that great man.
1: Right, and Manchin, uh, he w- this wasn't too much of a shock because, again, yes, this was a. This is a Trump state. He won it by 42 points, but Manchin was leading by double digits in most polls going into the night. So it wasn't uh, a complete jaw dropper to see that he held on to this seat uh, ultimately. Um, And then, but I will say that there were a couple of traditionally Republican seats that we saw flip tonight. Uh, We we saw the uh, in. in uh in Virginia, Dave Bratt, the seat that used to be held by Eric Cantor, yeah. uh, went to uh to big, uh, big, big loss. That, law that law was law. a grueling defeat. Um and then uh the seat I mean, the, that that was a referendum on, on the quote unquote former tea party. Right. And uh, even in uh, in in Texas, again, George H. W. Bush. Ever since he held that seat in the '70s, yep. no Democrat ever held that seat since then. That changes. That's going to change on January third, two thousand and nineteen. Um, so, what what do you attribute the Democrats' success in some of these? House races and ultimately flipping the house too. Well, I, I
4: I think I think you're you're you know you may not like the answer, but if you're not going to attribute it to Donald Trump, you're you're crazy. I think that Donald Trump, look, Donald Trump has played well to his strengths. I think the fact that, you know, if we look at the nineteen ninety four uh, midterms and we look at the two thousand and ten midterms, and the disasters that followed the first midterms after bill clinton and, and barack obama i think donald trump should be breathing a sigh of relief and and but i do think that the losses that he's experienced are in large part to his debt to, to you know he owns he owns that further to that, furthermore to that i think that um, as we recall after the midterms in 1994 and in 2010 both both uh, Bill Clinton and Barack Obama went on to be reelected. And, and, and going even a, one more step further to that, I think that uh, the Democrats, when you listen to Nancy Pelosi today and Maxine Waters, who's basically going to be in charge of regulating Wall Street, they're ready to impeach him. They don't have the majority they don't have the numbers in the House to impeach him. But I think they're going to overplay their hand. And, if they, and and I think they are going to do as much to contribute to the potential re-election of Donald Trump as anybody. Um, I, I, I think they're, they're, they're fighting with their hearts and not their heads, and, and I think that's, that's going to hurt them. I'm not saying that Donald Trump's going to be reelected. I'm probably not voting for Donald Trump for re-election, <laughs> but I think that the Democrats are going to go to the Bernie Sanders wing. They're going to be pissed off. They're going to fight hard left, they're going to do they're gonna overplay their hand and, and they'll end up hurting their own cause.
1: And I just wanna remind people I have a podcast special up called The History of Midterms, The Road to Twenty Eighteen, if anybody's interested in looking more into uh, the midterms in nineteen ninety four, two thousand and six, two thousand and ten or two thousand fourteen. Um, but uh do you we saw in uh, with the, the case with Obama, when he lost the House, uh, again, before that, they were able how to get... How many seats did he lose? 63. 63. And Bill Clinton lost 54 in and
4: 1994. How, how many did we lose
1: tonight? Maybe uh, 20 We... Maybe 20... Around 30 or so. Okay. We don't know precisely what the numbers are yet. Of uh, But, um... But once Obama lost uh, the House, uh, what we essentially saw was we saw essentially gridlock for a couple of years. We, didn't, you know, it, was, it became very, uh, you know, effective legislation became scarce. Before that, you saw things like the Affordable Care Act get passed, multiple different pieces of legislation, and then we just saw gridlock. Do you think that that's what's going to happen now? Is it going to be gridlock? Or is Trump going to find a way—is Trump going to—I mean, he's the writer of the art of the deal. Is he going to find some way to get out no, of jail I, I think, from I, this? I,
4: I think you're going to see gridlock, and I think gridlock is going to be healthy. I think—healthy to the extent that the Democrats don't overplay their hand. You know, it is it, a terrible—and I, and I, I said this during all Democrat administrations as well. It's, it's, it's a shame when— our elected officials, our, our congresspeople, and our senators travel abroad and badmouth the sitting president. I, I, I don't like it when Republicans do it, and I don't like it when Democrats do it. But gridlock as a whole, you know, you, I, I don't trust the government to do anything successfully, almost anything successfully. And so if they can get nothing done, I say awesome. So I, I welcome gridlock. And I also think, if you, if you hate Barack Obama, if you, sorry, if you hate um, Donald Trump, Donald Trump winning the House is is going. You're going to rue the day because you're going to you're you're, you're so angry and you're going to overplay this and it's going to help Donald Trump. And I, I don't know that Donald Trump's going to win re-election, but it. I I think that your 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 blinding anger will hurt uh, your cause.
1: I want to move over to the governor's races. Oh, yes. Let's do So that, that was very interesting. It's going into the night.
4: Let's talk. Give me a state.
1: All right. Well, um, going into the night, uh, it was looking to be a bloodbath. Um, you know, it was looking to be a bloodbath for Republicans. It was not, you know, because Republicans had so many governorships. Yep. There weren't a lot of places for them to make gains. And I don't think they've made gains tonight so far, unless there's been some update about Connecticut, can, which...
4: Can I take a little bit of a lead on this conversation? Sure. Let's talk... Why don't we talk about Georgia? Why don't you give me a little update on
1: Georgia? So so far, Georgia, uh, most of the vote is in. It's looking like Brian Kemp will defeat Stacey Abrams. Many people thought that there would be a runoff, which again... It, because,
4: looks, it looks like a killing, though.
1: Well, the, it has narrowed a little bit, but he is still... It, it, I think it narrowed to, I think, about fifty one forty eight, but it still is looking like he is going to get over the 50% threshold uh, and secure a victory.
4: Now, I'm not, I'm not trying to take over your show here, but let, why don't you give us an update on Iowa?
1: So, Iowa may flip for the Democrats. The the most recent uh, precincts do show that Fred Hubel, the Democrat, is leading uh, over Kim Reynolds. Again, she became governor after uh, Terry Brand said resigned to become Trump's ambassador to China. She ran for a full term right now. She is losing, but the race is narrow. Most people attribute the fact that Fred Hubel is leading to the fact that there are two really, really contentious House races in Iowa. The two, uh, going into the night, there was only one Democratic um, incumbent House member in Iowa, uh, n- come January 2019, it looks like there will only be one Republican House uh, member in Iowa. Um, and because of that, and also there was Abby, I believe her name was Abby Finneker. She got a big voter turnout in her district because she campaigned heavily on the tariffs and that really helped her. Uh, so they're saying that that turnout in those districts may have helped seep into the Iowa gubernatorial election but as of this moment we still don't know the winner but Fred Hubel is ahead as of right now
4: all right so what, what what about uh let's let's talk a little bit about Kansas
1: Kansas was a very interesting one because Kansas was uh ended up flipping for the Democrats um but this wasn't too much of a surprise for me because um Again, this was an open seat. I believe if the Republicans had nominated Jeff Collier, he probably would have won because he would have had the advantage of the incumbency on his side. Uh, However, uh, instead they went with Chris Kobach, who was already controversial as it was. Um, But I think the main reason uh, uh, Laura Kelly, the Democrat, won was simply because she gained more momentum going into the night and she got the endorsement of every uh, living former governor of, uh, of Kansas, with the exception of Brownback, including all the Republican ones. And she even got the endorsement of two former Republican U.S. senators. Um, so I think she gained a lot more momentum. She, uh, she did a good job of trying to connect uh, 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 Kobach, the Republican, to Brownback, um, I think that really, that really helped because you got to remember, four years ago, uh, Brownback only won by four p- points. Or no, it was three points. Should have been a landslide since that was a red wave year, and that's a red state. But because um, a lot of people were upset about the services he cut, she was able to campaign on that and link her Republican opponents to that.
4: Um, I, think, I, think, I think two other races we ought to talk about
1: are um, Ohio. Ohio hmm And Wisconsin. Alright. So Wisconsin, I believe, has not been called yet. Uh I think I think it's I
4: think it's almost been called against Scott Walker.
1: Yes, it's looking like Scott Walker may be done tonight, um, which wouldn't be too much of a surprise. Um against Scott Walker, uh his approval numbers had went went down drastically. I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that he ran for president while he was governor. Tony Evers uh ran on that a lot. A lot. He tried to say, "Oh, listen, I'm not going to if I get in, I'm not going to run for president. I I I I have my political aspirations in mind." He doesn't. Um so I think that was a major thing uh that really sunk his campaign. Um Uh, What are your thoughts on the Wisconsin race?
4: Well, I, I, listen, I, 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 I don't know how to read it. I'm a big fan of Scott Walker's. I think he showed, uh, big cojones, uh, in standing up for the unions. And, um, Um, and, 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 and I'm a big, big, big fan of Scott Walker's. And I'm sorry if he is going down. Um, but, uh. Uh, I, I again, I don't have a lot of uh, information on that except to say that, uh, I think, I think the people of Wisconsin were well well served by Scott Walker. Mm. Um,
1: let's uh, go uh, ahead.
4: What you, you
1: also wanted to talk about Ohio. I think we should also talk about uh, Florida and potentially Connecticut. Um, but, um, Right now, uh, Ohio, uh, Republican managed to hold on uh-huh. uh, Mike DeWine. That, that was yep. that was a surprise to me because uh, Sherrod Brown in the Senate won re-election in a landslide because he had Jim Renassi. Jim Renassi had a lot of skeletons in his closet. He ran a really weak campaign. Uh, Trump really wanted him because he was a big fan of Donald Trump, but ultimately he fell to the might of... Sherrod Brown by a landslide, um, but in spite of that, Mike DeWine was able to overcome that and still went, still hold that governor seat for the Republicans. I know, yeah, that's
4: true. That's true. And 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 I know we're jumping around a bit here, but uh, one thing that was interesting is New York's twenty seventh congressional district. Uh, it looks like Chris Chris Collins, who has been indicted. Republican Chris Collins, who's mm-hmm. been indicted for insider trading, who dropped out of the race and re entered the race, is, is cruising to victory this evening. Uh, yes. and that's Carl Paladino country, and that's 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 a very interesting thing and,
1: and, and I think that has national uh implications. Right. Um and then another another place I think Uh, We should uh, talk about Is Florida Because Democrats felt really confident Again, Democrats haven't had Florida's the mystery of the entire country It is You don't know
4: what's going to happen
1: there Right Um, It's um Look at that, Claire McCaskill's going down Yes Um, But uh, the thing about Florida was No, they have not had a Democratic governor Since the late 90s Pretty much since Jeb Bush won in nineteen ninety eight they've never had uh, a democratic uh, uh governor uh in that state um but uh but tonight they thought they had a chance they had a good go- they had a good candidate this time they had a candidate who was gaining a lot of momentum they had a candidate who they thought could get a lot of people to turn out could get a lot of minorities to come out um but in spite of that it didn't work uh because uh uh, ultimately, uh, Ron DeSantis, the Republican, ended up winning, which now means uh, that the governor's uh, that the governor's mansion, the uh, and both Senate seats come January will be held by Republicans. What are your thoughts on that?
4: Well, I don't know if I have specific thoughts on it, but I I, I just I I, I mean. You know I always champion a Republican victory. Do you think that Oh, and the cat has arrived.
1: <laughs> do you think that perhaps the mayor, the mayor of Waterford Hathaway, clearly, <laughs> has arrived to sit <laughs> on But uh do you think that uh perhaps uh that maybe the the fact that Scott won and the fact that DeSantis won, do you think perhaps DeSantis's victory carried over. Do you think it could have been because of down-ballot voting that somebody who might have voted for DeSantis voted for uh Scott? The year the year I or any other political analyst has figured
4: out Florida voting. Yeah. Is 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 going to be a great day. Um Florida is an anomaly. I mean It's like the uh, Bermuda Triangle. It really is. You don't know what's going to happen in there and when you get into local elections and and congressional races, and, and even in Miami and, and, and Broward County, uh, you know, they, they split their vote. I, I've never seen a state split votes more than than Florida. I mean, most people go in and vote a straight Democrat line or a state Republican line, and that is just not the case in Florida. I think the only other place in the nation that comes close to that is New Hampshire.
1: Right. And one other thing I wanted to talk about in the governor's race— was Connecticut. Connecticut is still not down and out. Now it did look like on the TV, it did look like uh, it was narrowing a little bit, which means that Stefanoski could still lose, but it's not inconceivable. The fact the fact that it's even in play is is, is remarkable. Right. Well, and it was and it was close the past 2 years, but the fact that we have 76% of the vote in and right now uh Bob Stefanowski who's who's not like Charlie Baker by the way cuz Charlie Baker is like uh a big he's a big centrist I think I've had a conservative on my show before who lives in Massachusetts and hates Charlie Baker and he said that he's essentially uh a democrat he's essentially a democrat registered as a republican uh he's not like that he's like a big Trump populist uh republican and yet he's doing so well in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. you got to wonder why that is and if and if he wins there, that'll be the first pickup for uh the um for the Republicans in uh a governor's race tonight, uh, although it is expected that unless there's a big surprise uh the uh, Alaska governor's race will probably flip for the Dem for the Republicans. It could flip for the Democrats, but it will probably flip for the Republicans uh, considering the political history behind that state. Um, but uh, it, it, it's not inconceivable to think that it could go to the Democrats. It's unlikely, but again, they do have. Um, oh, and we just got new projections in Maine will be a pickup for the Democrats. Uh, The Democrat there has won Janet uh, Mills. Um, But, I mean, it's not inconceivable to think Alaska could flip, but it's probably going to stay in Republican hands. But that wouldn't be a loss for the Democrats because that's currently held by an independent. Yep, you're right. Right. Uh, what other races uh, did you want to talk about?
4: Well, I'm 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 just trying to get a little more information, and sadly the websites aren't terrific. I'm trying to get up updates on the New York State Senate race. While the Republicans have gone down to a severe defeat, um, it does appear that in the 43rd, Daphne Jordan will will win, replacing my boss, uh, New York State Senator Kathy Marchon. and I'm trying to get information on. Uh, Marty Golden, uh, one of the all-time greats down in Bro- in Brooklyn, um, and 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 Senator Larkin's seat in the Hudson Valley uh, is gone. Tom Basili, who was the executive director of New York State uh, Republican Committee, has failed to preserve that seat. And Colonel Larkin, again a, a decorated uh, World War II veteran. Uh, active military for many, many years, uh, who has served his country and his state and his community with distinction and honor, uh, has retired at the age of 92, uh, which is just remarkable. (laughs) Uh, That He he went through the last budget to all hours of the night uh, at the age of 92. Uh, It's sad to see his seat uh, dissipate and disappear. Also, Uh, Senator Carlucci's race in Rockland County is of interest, and and Scott Vanderhoff, who um, tried to challenge the legendary J. Christopher Callahan uh, for the 2006 Republican nomination for New York State Comptroller and lost, and also that year uh, served as the Republican nominee for lieutenant governor with John Faso. And John Faso, our dear friend, who also went down tonight, uh, but that that Carlucci uh, Vanderhoff race in the Hudson Valley in Rockland County, uh, I don't have information on that. I suspect Vanderhoff may may not have mustered the votes, um, but uh, I, I'm, that that the the New York State Senate race and the United States Senate interests me the most. Uh, congratulations to all the winners and all the people who enter public service, and put their name on the ballot ballot to serve us. And if you do it with honor and distinction and don't break the law, uh, those are the people that we should all look up to and respect.
1: All right, and we'll close it off there. Thank you again for listening. Uh, Make sure to tune in on Tuesday for the the next episode of Politics Weekly, where uh, we'll probably have more to say about Some of the races which have not been called yet. Uh, And Notre Dame beat Florida State. Go Irish.